0: And for our text tonight, we'll read from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 21, verse 28. Luke 21, 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. We live in Bible days right now. Some would like to try and get us to understand otherwise, that Bible days were hundreds or thousands of years ago. But I really do believe, and we do believe, according to God's Word, that we live in a very special time. God's Word is alive and well, and in fact, it's being fulfilled all around us. Of course, we're talking about the time, or we could say the generation, in which Jesus Christ comes back. I read from an article by Dr. Jeremiah which gives insight on what it means that we live in Bible days and how prominent it is in our Bibles. The second coming of Jesus outnumbers references to the first coming by a factor of eight to one. For every single first coming reference, there are eight second coming references. Scholars have identified 1,845 biblical references to the second coming of Jesus. In the Old Testament, Christ's return is emphasized in no less than 17 books. Of course, it begins with the book of Genesis. The New Testament speaks of the second coming in 23 out of 27 books. In fact, the New Testament mentions Christ's return in 7 out of 10 chapters. One out of every 30 verses in the New Testament proclaims that Jesus Christ is literally coming back to this earth. The Lord himself referred to his second coming, according to this article, 21 times. Well, we know that in the Gospels there are three parallels that really focus on this period of time. Matthew 25, Luke 21, our text And Mark uh, chapter 23. And you get a a, a different view. Uh, Mark, he writes more briefly than Luke or Matthew. Luke was a Gentile writer and Matthew was writing to the Jews. But they were trying to get a point across, or Jesus was, of how the world would look. Of course, at the time of the destruction of Jerusalem back in 70 AD, but... At the time of the return of Christ, what the world would look like. And in each of these accounts, there are five key references that are false Christs, wars, famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. It's sort of these clusters of what would be happening at the time when the Lord came back. But what's interesting, it's also these same clusters are mentioned in Revelation chapter six. And we know when we get to Revelation chapter six, That's at the time of the tribulation, and the church will have been removed. So I believe this reiterates to you and me, to our generation, young people, how close we are. In fact, the Lord, in referring to the time just prior to his return, he says in Matthew 24, 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows, referring to the signs that would be happening in Mark 13, 8. He says these are the beginning of sorrows, and we know that word for sorrows in the original refers to birth pain or childbearing pains. And once they start, they get closer and closer together. They get more and more intense, and they cannot be stopped in the natural. So in terms of Bible prophecy, I believe what the Lord was trying to get across to you and me is that once one domino falls, the scripture will be fulfilled. And in fact, God's word has to be fulfilled. Jesus put it this way in Luke 24, 44, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me You see, with the Lord and his return, it's in fact ready or not, here I come. There's an appointed time on God's time clock that the Father knows of in which he will tell his son it's time. He's not waiting on you and me. I remember hearing before that the Lord's waiting on one more to get saved. There will be a last one that's saved, for sure. There will be. But the Lord has an appointed time with humanity in which Christ will come back, and it's our job to be watching, to be ready, to be looking up, as the Word of God says. And here is a, a short list of uh, of signs uh, that we can see around us concerning. Christ's return over the last 70 years. We focused on on Israel becoming a nation, 1948, and I believe it was in 1950 in which Jerusalem became their capital again. But this has continued since then. That was not just something 70 years ago. Every time a world crisis hits, it only gives more and more reason for those of Jewish lineage to return back to Israel. From a 19, or excuse me, a 2022 article the Guardian, is, it says, it's driven by fear. Ukrainians and Russians with Jewish roots flee to Israel. August 24th, 2022, fleeing their country's madness, thousands of Russians, Jews settle in Israel. And in uh, July 2023, again, Russia and Ukraine can be on the horizon of this immigration a change where they think 80 to 90% of those with jewish lineage have returned to russia over a period of this coming decade Jeremiah sixteen fourteen. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that a be said. The Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all the lands whither he had driven them. You see, all the way back in seventy A.D. for hundreds of years they didn't have a country. But it was fulfilled in we might say our generation. And from all the lands whither he had driven them, and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. God's name is on that land, and specifically on Jerusalem. There are many more prophecies relating to that, but here's a second sign. There's a biblical principle. Six days and a rest on the seventh day. 6,000 years and a 1,000 literal, literal millennial reign where Christ will set up his kingdom upon earth. And we are we know that we are just about exactly at 2,000 years since Christ went to the cross. Many believe that the Lord died in 30 AD, some 33 AD. Usually the emphasis is 30 AD. So we are right on the brink. Of 2,000 years. Throughout God's word. Throughout scripture. There's a 49 years. And then a 50th year. A time of rest. The, the year of Jubilee. And, and there's, there's this emphasis. That the Lord would rest. And there's one day as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. In terms of how God thinks. According to Peter. We don't know exactly what year, but we know we are close. We know that we are in the season. We know that we are on the very brink. Our third sign, we could look at Revelation sixteen twelve. This is during the tribulation period. It says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water whereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. A 2022 article from Rutgers that says Middle East Fertile Crescent dries up as rain fails. The Euphrates River has historically had great significance throughout Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. It's 1700 miles long, and over the course of recent years, it's been disappearing because of lack of rainfall. It's well documented. And what we do know is this is what the scripture says, how it will look at the time of the end. And we also know that that rain has immensely returned to the land of Israel and, and the scripture talks about it blossoming like a rose. And God has blessed uh, the people of Israel and they have found great natural resources as around them, those that are surrounding them as they become more and more desolate. We know that we are on the very brink of when the Lord would return. Number four is the days of Noah. Luke seventeen twenty six. he says, And it was in the days of Noah, so it shall also be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It was business as usual. It says that they they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Doesn't this sound like our day more than ever? I read a, an article recently that ranked the coolest cities in North America. And really it was a, a table where it was based on a weighted average and the four things it was based on was how many microbreweries does a city have per capita? Number two was number of tattoo shops in a city per capita. Number three was number of vegan restaurants. The Bible talks about that at the end as well. And number four was number of record or music stores in a city. And you know, in all of North America, Portland, Oregon won. We could go into more explicit reasons that the scripture is referring to here in Luke chapter 17. But look around. We are in the days of Noah. We are in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible talks about it will be business as usual. People will be buying and selling. They will be married and given in marriage. We've been blessed with many weddings, even in this last year. But at that time, it says that's how the world would look when Christ would come back. And we can all look around and agree that we are there. Number five, increased deception. First Timothy one says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. From the New Yorker, An article says, we have already been visited by aliens. From AP News, whistleblower says, U.S. concealing multi-decade program that captures UFOs. From the Library of Congress, messages to and from outer space, life on other worlds. Fox News, Pentagon release declassified UFO photos, videos, and reports. You see, I believe the groundwork is being laid for deception. I believe this is the work of demons. The Bible talks about that at the end, where there will become a day where millions of people will disappear and there will have to be a reason. Number six, big pharmacy. Revelation 18.23 says, In the light of a candle shall no more at all in thee, shine no more at all in thee and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no no more at all in thee for thy merchants were the great men of the earth and for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived that original word for sorceries literally comes from the English word pharmacy you see we live in a world where their trust is put in to potions that are made up in in a lab somewhere where humanity puts all of their trust and they're tied to, and we can see where technology is going and we can see uh, evidence of things where they want to turn humans, where they're part machine, part human, or messing with DNA or or, uh, combining an animal with a human. It's happening in areas of the world where it's being worked on in labs. You can read about it. That's what the Bible says it would look like at the time of the end. Digital ID, reliant on, on man-made medications more than God. And that doesn't mean that we don't go to doctors. It means that whether we go to a doctor or not, we put our trust in Jesus. We put our faith in Christ. Ultimately, there will be a digital dollar. We hear about blockchain technology, a new world ID system, artificial intelligence that's not of God. The stage is being set. Everything is being put in place for a new world order in which Christ would come back. And I want to say the seventh one tonight, evidence of the return of Christ, is the latter rain gospel. You see, there was a a period of time where when the rain would come just before the harvest, that was evidence that the harvest was right at hand. And we heard, as Brother Darrell preached just recently, it was in 1906, 117 years ago. And one thing that I've wondered about recently was how Noah was given 120 years. And we know during that 120 years, it's believed that maybe 75 years of it was a time in which he built the ark. And we know throughout that time he preached and they thought he was crazy. And very few made it upon that ark. But he ministered. And our job is to go to school, to go to work and tell people, although they find it crazy, you know, Christ is coming back. And you know that Christ can save you, Christ can make a change, Christ can deliver you. The latter rain gospel, the point of it was to spread the gospel so that as many could make it as possible at the time of the very end. This is not something, young people, for our parents or for a generation before us or for 500 years ago, it's for us today. Today. Christ is coming back. All the evidences are in place. We do not know the day or the hour. But the Bible makes it clear that the whole point of the signs is so that we would know the season. We would know the time frame and we're living in the time frame. The thief comes to the one in the night who's not prepared. But we are not in darkness. We are children of the light. I believe it was Paul that wrote that we might have our eyes wide open and be aware that our eyes are looking up. Our heads are lifted up. We are prepared for the soon return of Christ. Life gets busy. We get focused on other things. We're still serving the Lord, but we want to be reminded. We want to go back to Calvary, we might say. Maybe the Lord did something special for you this last summer. And it's... Almost easier to pray at camp meeting, youth camp. You know, when there's service after service and and the ball starts rolling in a sense. But the Lord will keep you day in and day out. The Lord really will. The Lord will prepare you for his soon return. The Lord will, in a moment, when that twinkling of of an eye happens as it's referred to in the scripture, That you can be ready. And I believe even as Christians, sometimes we have anxiety. How how is it going to work? Can I be ready? Am I ready? I I know I'm saved. Does that mean I'm ready? If you're not sure, Christ can give you an assurance. If you're saved, get sanctified. That's the best place to be. If you're sanctified... Be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, go back over the experiences that God has given you and make sure they're up to date, they're current, and they're right where they should be. God will give you an assurance. We are children of God. He wants everyone to make it. He wants as many of us to make it as possible. And he wants us to invite as many people into the family of God as possible. If you're saved tonight, God has prepared you for his soon return. If you aren't sure if you're right with him, Christ would like to make sure that you're right with him tonight. It's a very simple prayer. You must ask for forgiveness. You must repent of your sins. And if you do, Christ will come in. He will save you. He will give you an assurance of salvation. You know you will have passed from death unto life. And then the promise of the Father after we're sanctified is that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit. We would tell as many people out in the world as possible that Christ is coming back. We point to Him. Jesus is coming. We want to be ready. He'll make you ready tonight. If you're not sure, we're going to have a song of invitation. at 633. Let's come out and pray.